0: Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, we talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on my little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, but you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So I'm really excited about this episode. We're actually doing an interview today, and we're going to be talking about homeschooling. So I'm really excited to have you join me. Before we start, I do want to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing Christian publishing company. They have awesome homeschooling curriculum. And even if you're not a homeschooler, they have amazing resources for your family. So please go check them out at Apologia.com. Their digital catalog is available right now, so you can go check that out. So today, we are going to be talking with Jamie Erickson. She is the author of Homeschool Bravely, and I'm really excited to have her on. Uh, Jamie taught elementary school before becoming a mother, and when her first child turned five, she made the decision to homeschool her daughter. Four more children followed, and she homeschools all five. She is the founder of The Unlikely Homeschool, which is a popular um, education blog, and her website, social media and blog, encourage and equip moms all over the world. She has written for a number of homeschool publications, and she is also the co-host of the Mom to Mom podcast. So thank you for joining me today, Jamie. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to do this um, interview because I read Jamie's book recently when I was on the plane and I devoured it. I was traveling to Waco a month ago and I was like, oh, this is going to be a great conversation because we are exactly the same. (laughs) Everything I was reading, I was just shaking my head like, yes, this is what the homeschooling community needs and so I just got back from speaking in Denver this past weekend and as I was telling Jamie before this interview her book is so needed because when I speak at conventions you guys all know who listen to the podcast um, you know my my um, feelings toward homeschooling Um, I like to keep it simple but I like to have our focus on keeping the main thing the main thing and that is Jesus and this past weekend I just realized more than ever that even though the homeschooling community is growing, which is a wonderful thing, a lot of people are coming to conventions or coming to, um, you know, to to email me or to message me, and they're saying, you know, how do we do this? I just want to know how to homeschool, especially new homeschoolers that I met this weekend. They're coming and they're just like wanting to know how to do this thing and i'm like hold up we need to just focus on the why you're homeschooling and who called you to this journey and let's really get to the heart before we even get to the how and so jamie why don't you tell us a little bit of your story and how you began homeschooling because i'm interested you were an elementary school teacher so i'd love to hear your story
1: yeah well i I'll let you know that I've been married to my college sweetheart for about 17 years and he was homeschooled back in the eighties and nineties, back when it was, you know, really weird and practically (laughs) illegal. and his mother was one of those brave souls that did the thing, even when she was the only one doing it. Mm -hmm. And I remember years and years ago, we were newly married. We didn't have children at the time. She asked me one day if, if I would ever consider homeschooling. And you have to understand, I was a teacher at that time in the classroom. And that's where my pedagogy, you know, lay. And I was, um, that was my direction. And I thought, well, no, I, I think I even laughed in her face, not out of disrespect, <laughs> but that it was so, it was such an out of the blue thought. Right. Something I never would consider doing. Simply right. Because I was a teacher. And I thought, well, as a mom, I really do have the perfect gig. I can go to school, my kids can come with me, and we would have the same vacation days and the same time off, and our schedules would align. And on paper, it seemed like teaching was perfect for a mom. Mm-hmm. And why would I ever do this strange thing? Called <laughs> But isn't it funny how God just has a sense of humor and you say you'll never do something and it's usually the thing you find yourself doing. And yes. that was the case with us.
0: Us too. <laughs> so I get it. Yes, I totally agree because I never intended to homeschool. I say this all the time. I never wanted to homeschool. I didn't really even know much about homeschooling. So I find that very interesting. So, you, um, so then what made you change? Like What changed your
1: mind? I had a baby. Oh, that that really is the simple answer. You know, you say all these things before you have kids about how you're going to (laughs) parent. And until the doctor hands you that pink or blue little bundle, all of those thoughts are just theories. And I remember the day the doctor handed me this pink little blanket. I stared down at this little face. It was right then and there before she even like took her first meal that I was already beginning to think. I could never send this baby off to somebody else for six to eight hours a day. And I think because I had been a teacher for so many years, I kind of knew the backstory of what that was like on the Mm -hmm. other side that a lot of parents don't see. I I think, and I often say that teaching ruined me for anything but homeschooling now Mm -hmm. that I'm a mother because I saw all the gritty parts that are unpleasant (laughs) about classroom situation. And I just didn't want that for her. And even more than that, I just loved her so much that mm-hmm. I, just the thought of sending her off that many hours a day made me sad that somebody else would get to experience all that time with her. And at the end of the day, I would just get the leftovers. Right. Oh, thank you.
0: Right. No, I hear you. Totally. Yeah. I I totally get that. I mean, so many of us are the perfect parents, right? Until we have children and then everything right. changes. Um yep. Yes, and I I totally get that about wanting to be with them and spending that time with them. So, um so then you started so you started homeschooling that first year then, right? Right out of kindergarten?
1: Or did yeah, you well, we, Okay. We started in preschool with pre-school. a little like co-op uh, of friends who at the time thought they would all homeschool and I thought, "Well, this is an easy in. We can yeah. all get there, you know, every couple of weeks and do fun little projects and then have a built-in community to Sort of come with us up into the, the homeschooling years. So that's kind of how we got started.
0: Okay. So you have a chapter in your book called Calling or Coincidence. I love the name of that because I have a book called Called Home and I talk all about the calling of homeschooling. And so, um, so you feel that homeschooling is a calling.
1: Yeah. So often when I talk to moms and I've talked to you know thousands of moms all over the world, and we all have our reasons why we mm-hmm. sort of backed up into this thing. And oftentimes I hear things like, well, I don't really think I'm called. It's just that my husband has kind of an odd work schedule. Maybe he's a pastor or he travels and, it, and homeschooling just allows my kids to be with him when he's home. Or maybe I have, you know, a million tiny people and just the thought of, you know, getting them all out the door to the bus right. in the morning gives me tortured visions of you know screaming children, or right. you know, something as simple as I just have a bunch of night owls and they like to sleep in. I've heard all the reasons, right? Why this is why we're homeschooling, but I kind of liken it to you know Jesus when he was on the way to Emmaus, and mm. he had that he saw the two travelers there. Mm-hmm. They were walking along beside him, kicking up dirt with him. They did not realize it was him, right? but it was, he was there. And I would say that uh, most often the regular everyday circumstances that God puts in your life are his providential way of, Mm -hmm. of sort of eliminating all the other choices so that homeschooling is the clear choice. And I think my husband's Story was the perfect example of that. You know, my my in-laws chose homeschooling not because they, you know, prayed about it or they had this great verse that, you know, just kind of dropped in their lap. They were believers. And obviously, from the very beginning, they homeschooled with with the thought of faith in mind. But mm-hmm. the reason they started is my husband um, had a hip injury that left him at home for about oh. three years on and off um, from I think like 3rd through 6th grade and the state had to send tutors to their house and they did okay. that for 1 year and and they saw how much he thrived in that environment mm-hmm. and how much he loved it and how much they enjoyed having him and so from there tiptoe by small little tiptoe they began to make that decision that hey you know maybe we could just keep doing this mm-hmm. now one somebody could look at that and think well that was just you know coincidence they just happened to You know, come upon this because of his injury. I would call that the very providence of God that Mm -hmm. pointed them to homeschooling in a way that no other situation maybe would have.
0: Yes, amen. I hear you. Because We all have a unique set of circumstances for why we homeschool. Like you said, some of it could just be educational reasons or, you know, we feel we have this big verse and this big, you know, reason why we're doing it. Or maybe you have a special needs child. Maybe you were always homeschooled, you know, and that's all you knew. Everyone has a different and unique set of circumstances, but at the core... Those are the circumstances that I believe that God calls us to homeschool. So we all have a unique, you know, um, circumstance, but in the core, it is because God is using that circumstance to call us. And, and, um, you say in your book here, if God has called you to homeschool, one of those kids, you can be sure he has a purpose to it and you know absolutely god has a purpose and i feel for homeschooling far beyond academics there is such a huge purpose behind it so i often tell people um you know when they're kind of in the thick of it then or, or they're feeling like oh you know things aren't going well or you know they're overwhelmed or whatever that's why you have to always go back to remember that you are called to this, that it's a purpose that God has for your family, and to remember that why. Because, like I said before, so many, um, homeschoolers, especially nowadays with all the information we have and everything, they are so set on how to do it successfully and they're forgetting, like, behind it, the why. And, um, you know, that God has really called them to this for a greater purpose, I believe, than just academics. Jamie, how old are your children now? What are, what are their um, grades or their age levels or...
1: Well, my oldest is in 10th and she's okay. 15 and my youngest is 7 and okay. in first grade and they're about 2 years apart. Okay. And we have 5 children and we've been homeschooling since the very beginning. And I just want to echo what you just said, Karen. I think it's so very important. I would say one of the most important and most helpful things a mom can do is to determine her why and find out that calling in her life because you have to firmly Grab a hold of that calling. Otherwise, when the very first storm comes, it's going to flatline you. You're going to cave to the shaky days. You have to cling to that calling because the shaky days will come. Absolutely. That's all a part of the deal of living. There will be struggles in this world, and you will have, you will face homeschooling days that. Um, are not pretty and not fun and will make you want to quit, but it's that calling. If you fix your eyes on Jesus Mm -hmm. and the calling that he has placed in your life, that will um, bolster you on the days when nothing else will. Right. I think it's so important
0: for homeschoolers to remember that it's not going to be a piece of cake. And in fact, it's not intended to be. Often the hardest days, the hardest years for us in our homeschool have been the years of most uh, spiritual growth, have been the years where we've really, as a family, you know, seen God work and then grown closer together, not only as a family, but closer together to with God. And, you know, we've seen this whole thing. We're getting, I asked you how old your kids were because I was curious. We're getting ready to graduate my first and just, um, Mm -hmm two week two and a half weeks now I'm like really counting down. And so looking back on that whole journey, you know, there's a smidgen of it about academics, which you know, I believe academics are important, but there's a smidgen of it about academics, you know, that's a piece of it. But when I look at it as a whole picture, it has been um really life-changing for our family and what homeschooling has done for our family and some of those years have been extremely difficult and there was a year early on when I went and looked at the you know the local school to kind of say I I don't know what I'm doing and I need to um you know, put her in school. And I think those difficult circumstances though, are exactly, you know, again, what God uses so that we can grow closer to him, um, learn to cling to him and realize that life is not always going to be easy and perfect and comfortable. Homeschooling is very uncomfortable some days. Right. Um, so we have have to,
1: no, go ahead. I would say like anything that's worth doing in life, you know, marriage, having children, um, going to college, any of those worthwhile things are hard. They're difficult. But like those worthwhile things, um, I think at the end of the journey, you're not going to be the same person. I often say that homeschooling is less about informing and more about transforming. And that includes your kids but it also includes you. Mm -hmm. I think homeschooling isn't the only tool, but it's definitely a tool that God can use to mold you and shape you into the person that he knows you to be and he wants you to be. It's a transforming soul work. Yes,
0: absolutely. I love here too, you, you have in your book, it says you can't always opt out of the struggle for you or your child. Sometimes you have to sit in the discomfort of it for your own good and for theirs. Now that is wise (laughs) because I remember thinking like, this is supposed to be easy and comfortable. And if I, if it's not, then I don't know what I'm doing, but that's actually what God is doing. He's transforming us. I love it. Um, It's soul work. Absolutely. So um, what would you say then to a mother who feels the tug uh, to homeschool, but already feels overwhelmed already by being a parent and, and that demanding job? Is it wise to even consider it as an option when they're already feeling overwhelmed?
1: well i think again you have to go back to to the why and right. and i think if you recognize that you have been teaching your child since the very beginning i think right. so often we put homeschooling into this bigger or other category as if it's this formal thing that requires formulas and right. lists and checklists and all the things but you've been teaching your child since the very beginning in fact science proves that 90%, you guys, 90% of what a person knows in their life is learned by the time they're five. Wow. And who did all of that teaching? Right. You. Right. And so homeschooling should just be the natural transition from mm-hmm. what you were already doing. And yes, there's some, there's some um steps. And maybe you could even say there's some some practical, um, chronology of how it needs to be done. And there might be a scope and sequence that is helpful to do, but the learning, God wired us all to be, you know, naturally curious, natural learners. Mm -hmm. So the learning opportunity is there. You just need to guide that learning is really all you're called to do as, as the homeschool mom.
0: Right. And trust that God will equip you. So many people come up to me and they say, you know, I'm not organized enough. I'm not disciplined enough. I don't know enough. I wasn't a trained teacher. And I'm like, guess what? Neither am I. Neither was I. Mm -hmm. But let me introduce you to my God, right? He is the one who equips us. And like you said, we have this natural ability to help our children learn through everyday life, not necessarily just books and, and checking off boxes and a formula or, you know, a, um, a system of how to do this, because it's really so much more than that. Um, I wanted to ask you, some of the most powerful parts of the book are where you recount how the Lord has been faithful to provide what homeschooling requires. Can you tell us about how your friend Jackie was an instrument of the Lord to you?
1: Well, um, if you know me at all, you know that math and I have a blood feud and have had (laughs) a blood feud my entire life. Numbers and I do not get along. I'll take all the words, but you can have all the numbers. I'm with you on that one. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of homeschool moms can say that. <laughs> but leading into homeschooling, when my daughter was five, I had this growing fear. You know, and the thing about fear is it, it never really relates to the right now. It's always for the someday of, you know, the things that could happen, worst case right. scenarios. And so I was looking ahead, you know, staring at my cute little five-year-old. I was staring ahead to, you know, 10 years from now when she would someday need to know all these hard math things like algebra mm-hmm. and right. and even things like chemistry and geometry, all these things that while I certainly passed and did fine, I, I went on to college and, and all of that, but I struggled. It did not come easy. I didn't like it. And so this fear began to grow. And I could have easily have caved to that fear and just said, and, you know, threw up my hands and said, well, I guess homeschooling isn't the right path for me because eventually right. I will have to teach algebra. And I right. do that, but I knew that God was calling me to it. And so that fear did the, the thing that fear is supposed to do in our lives. You know, oftentimes we think fear is a sin and sometimes it is, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's what God uses to draw us to him. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's all we have is right. You no, know, right. I couldn't rest in my abilities or my math knowledge. I had none of it. Right. So that fear led me right to his feet. And I just had to lay it down and say, God, I don't know what will happen 10 years from now. But I know right now you're calling me to homeschool. And I know that if you're calling me, you will find a way. You will be big enough for me and for her and even for math. Yeah. And so I prayed that prayer and just stepped out in faith, kind of like in Joshua 4, where the priests, you know, didn't know how the water was going to part. They Mm -hmm. just obeyed in faith. Stepped their toes into the water, and sure enough, God came through on his promise. Right. And so we began homeschooling. You know, no, we did the math thing, the young, you know, counting and adding and subtracting, and those things I can do. <laughs> right. Um, and it was, I don't know, a few years in, three or four years later, I met a woman um, mm-hmm. who was a financial advisor by day and a homeschooling mom by later in the day. Oh, wow. And she loves numbers, she eats and breathes numbers. And um, we began to grow this friendship and a few years into our friendship, right about the time my daughter was supposed to start algebra one. And she had no idea about my math fear, this friend of mine. Um, those aren't things we like to talk about as homeschooling moms, (laughs) right? But she sent out an email to me and a few of my other homeschooling friends and just said, you know, I'm going to be teaching this algebra one thing. And I thought, well, if I'm going to be teaching it, I wonder if there's any other homeschool moms who would like their kids to join in. I love to teach algebra. So if you would like your your kids to come on over twice a week, I would love to teach them. Wow. And I just ugly cried. Like I opened up <laughs> the text in in, I think I was in someone's driveway. I opened it up and I just began ugly crying because here was God exactly when I needed him. Mm -hmm. He had it all planned out. And had I not, had I caved to my fears all those years ago and said no to homeschooling, I not only would have missed out on seeing this big thing that God was going to do, but I also would have missed out perhaps on this friendship that had grown through math.
0: Wow. That's such a great story. That's awesome.
1: I just want to remind everybody if nothing else, if you don't take anything from that story, just remember that God always goes before and behind us,
0: paving
1: right. the way for the things that he wants us to do. And, right. and it's okay if you're afraid. It's okay if you don't have all the answers zipped up tight and, and tied together with a bow. Um, you just have to do the thing, right. even if you do it afraid. Because He will be there clearing the way and parting the waters. Right. I love that.
0: And, you know, Homeschool Bravely, the title of your book, the bravery comes from trusting God, right? Knowing that He is the one. And we often don't see the end result. You know, when I first started homeschooling, and we have this, you know, uh, big testimony now looking back of how it all worked out. But early on, my fear... Uh, besides probably the math and all that stuff looking ahead, was Mm -hmm. I had my parents were extremely, extremely against us homeschooling. And they were to the point where like, you will not do this to our grandchildren. And I really almost didn't homeschool even though I knew without a doubt God was calling me because I didn't want to upset my parents. I didn't want to cause this huge rift in our relationship. And I just kept saying to myself, and every time I opened scripture, I would read like, you need to follow God and not man. Even though I was like... These are my parents, you know, um, and and so I just had to step out, having no clue what would happen, hoping that somewhere along the line they might come to accept it. And if you would have told me back then that ten years later they would not only accept it, they now are our biggest cheerleaders, our biggest fans, our biggest supporters, I would never have believed that you know, that would happen. But then look at, it's like, but God, of course God can make that happen. Mm -hmm. We would have missed out on so much through this journey, through our faith walk, through, like you said, you know, just relationships and even the relationships between my parents and, and us changing and growing for the better, all because I was looking ahead and thinking, it's impossible. I can't do this because. And so, if anyone out there, whether it's algebra, whether it's questions you have on your ability, whether it's like, you know, these things with family members, it doesn't matter how big or how small it is. If you feel that God is calling you to this, all you need to do is take that step and take it bravely and know that your confidence doesn't come from your ability, what you can do. In fact, it shouldn't. It only comes from God and he will give you the ability and he will give you the strength and he will work it out for his purposes. And I think that's what most of us need to remember. Our purposes might be very different from what God actually has for us. And we only want to be in his will. And so we have to kind of let go of our expectation and say, God, what are you doing, um, Through our family or through this homeschooling journey? What is your purpose for our family? Um, Jamie, what would you say is the one, like the biggest hindrance for people not choosing to homeschool? Do you think it's because they just think they aren't able or they're just, um, you know, like I said, afraid of maybe what others think or they're not maybe putting their focus on the one who's calling them?
1: Well, I think it's a lot of those things and all of those things. It's yeah. kind of a mixed bag. I think the probably the two biggest things are one, they, they look to their inabilities mm-hmm. and they feel like they fall short because maybe they don't have a bunch of letters behind their name or a piece of paper from the state saying they can teach. Um, I also think that oftentimes our end goal. Misaligns our focus, mm, so we right. focus on Harvard and not heaven. Right, um, and and while Harvard is not a bad thing, please don't get me wrong. I think academics are important. It's the you know Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. So all of those things are right.
0: important. right. But
1: I don't think it's an either or thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a but and thing. You right, know, it's academics, mm-hmm. but we also have to look at our opportunity um, to pour into our children's lives daily for the kingdom. You know, the the world is full of smart people, just full of them, inventors and innovators. The world doesn't need another smart person. What it actually needs are people who can show kindness and love and um, Christ's love and his story and bring that message to the world. That's what the world needs. Amen. And so if can only look at this opportunity that we have these short 18 years that we have to um, really have a hands-on approach to the molding of our kids' character mm-hmm. and faith and formation, I can't think of a, uh, a maybe a more user-friendly way of doing that. Than to be able to be with them six to eight hours plus a day, right. and and really pour into our kids that that faith work, right? Um, so yeah, I I don't I can't necessarily quantify what the biggest fear or hindrance is to homeschooling, but I, I do think those are the the two biggest. Just our, mm-hmm. our fears of their inabilities, and then um, our misaligned in yes. goals. Yes, and I also just want to say one thing: we have to remember as homeschool moms, you know, homeschooling is a tool, right, um, to help shape the souls of our children. Mm-hmm. It's not the only tool, right? Um, and God can use any number of things that He chooses to do the work, but we need to recognize that homeschooling is not the savior, right? Homeschooling won't be the savior of any child. I think homeschooling is one of the parts in their whole life. And um, you might get to the end of your journey, you know, you're 18 years with your kids and on graduation day, you look at this child and you think there's still so much work to do. Mm -hmm. And that's true. Right. But God is big enough. And it and it's his job to do the work. You know, you can't put all of your eggs in the homeschooling basket or right. all of the burden on your shoulder, right. assuming that by the end of this 18 years, if if they're not, you know, this, this perfectly formed, fully formed believer in Jesus who's, you know, serving him faithfully that you've somehow failed or that homeschooling has somehow failed. Right. But no, that's not the case because homeschooling isn't the story. It's just one little step along the way.
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, your book, Homeschool Bravely, I think is just an amazing um, encouragement for um, any family, whether you're just thinking about homeschooling, whether you're in the trenches of homeschooling, if you need to just remember why you are doing this. Like I said before, it's not, this isn't going to tell you how to do it necessarily, but it points you to the why. Um, Jamie, what is your prayer for anybody who would pick up your book, Homeschool Bravely?
1: Well, I hope that my book helps them quiet the voices of not good enough and really points their gaze at the one who's holding out courage to them. And that's Jesus.
0: Yes. I love that. That is awesome. I'm so thankful that you wrote this book because I know that homeschoolers, like I said, I see it even more and more um, nowadays. There's just so much telling us that, you know, we need to do more. We need to do better. Um, and we need to have voices out there, which is why I continue to do what I do. We need to have voices out there to point us to Jesus, to say, you know, all of that stuff is important, but when looked at through the lens of Jesus, don't forget to keep the main thing, the main thing. Jamie, can you tell everybody where they can find you out there, uh, in internet world or where your resources are available? And can you tell us also about your podcast? A little bit.
1: Yeah, well, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. You can head <laughs> over to unlikelyhomeschooled.com. That's usually where I hang out, and you know, all the social media channels. Um, but then like you said, I am a co-host along with Kate Battistelli and September McCarthy of the Mom to Mom Podcast. And you can head to com, or you can find us on Instagram. And we are three generations of mothers, for each about 10 years apart, um, who come to mothering with all different stories and angles and and visions. And we don't always agree on everything, but one thing we do agree is that Jesus is the main thing. Mm -hmm. And we might not have all the answers, but you can always be sure we'll point you to the one who does. I love that. That's awesome. I love that. So make sure to check out
0: Jamie. Make sure to check out her book, The um, Homeschool Bravely. You can find her at The Unlikely Homeschooler and check out her podcast. Jamie, thank you again so much for um, joining me. Before we um, end this episode, I just want to pray. I just feel led that I want to pray for all who listen to this. Um, So I'm just going to take a minute to do that and then we'll end. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much. I thank you for this time. I thank you for Jamie. I thank you for this message. Um, I pray that for each person out there who will stumble across this episode, that you um, will just be so evident to them that they need to keep you the main thing, whether it's in homeschool or in life, um, just to keep their focus on you and let everything else fall into its proper place. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you again for listening to the podcast. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.